Welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast, hosted today by these knobs. Jay Donovan. Aaron Cook. Brian Adams. Guest knob. Guest knob. <laughs> Second guest knob. At what point? We haven't figured out. Oh, wait. I, hey, I'm Todd Novak. But when we, we're trying to determine is at what point does a reoccurring guest knob gain a different status of knobness. Mm. It's like an extra badge or something. Yeah, or just not guest. Like contributor knob. Uh, yeah, maybe? contract knob. Contract knob? Like, I don't know. The con- Brian the contractor. I'm liking this. <laughs> we haven't figured that out yet. Hey, everybody. Welcome to an awesome new episode. I hope it's awesome. I usually say that at the beginning and then cross my fingers. Um <laughs> But I think this is going to be a good one. Um, it's certainly uh, relevant to uh, a lot of us in this room and assuredly relevant to others out there. I nearly yelled at you over this topic one day, didn't you, I? You did. <laughs> well, uh, I, have a, I have a feeling you're going to be yelling at me then. Yeah. And that's okay. I just kind of went off on him when he brought it up. That's so. awesome. Yeah, it was but a very exciting It, it was, it was great. Passionate. Yes. So, um, Brian, is not the Brian Adams... A Brian Adams. A Brian Adams, but the Brian Adams who has been on before. <laughs> uh, so, Brian, a little bit about him. He's um, very, very, very organized. Is that safe to say? That's fair. Yeah, it's fair. That's yeah, fair. we've we've traded organizational. We're, we're similar in the things that we are passionate about and also, uh, like... We share mm. compulsions. <laughs> I was going to say, yes. code name, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I knew that uh, in asking uh, Brian a couple of the things uh, that we're going to discuss today, he would be um, very helpful in. So, uh, especially after he went off on me about it. Anyhow. I wanted to, I wish I could have been there. I'll yeah. do it again. I'll yeah. we'll recap the whole thing. <laughs> Good. Good. Yeah. We'll, so. We have to hear you go off, though. We need, we, can we get that it on? Was, I, he just caught me at a time where I just I felt like lecturing someone, and he was on the other end of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just let me know when you're about to blow up. I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll tune you down a little bit so we don't clip. <laughs> uh, so, guys have been traveling a, a little bit. Uh, Jay has been on the TechCrunch like, road tripping. Roadshow. Roadshow. Road Keynoting. And, Keynote and sandwich making, you know. You guys should yeah. search for Jay, Jay Donovan, TED oh, Talk, and see the, uh, the smart blazer he's wearing. The fantastic white, cover. Right? Someone, I got a lot of, yeah. You got a lot of comments on your white blazer. Yeah. I was like, no one heard but what, what I said. No one's ever seen anybody wear really a dinner sharp. jacket to a. <laughs> yeah, but. It was summer. It's, it's you know, it was yeah. hot. It's a summer. nice it was linen. California. But nice your, linen cut. But your face on the cover image of the YouTube video <laughs> is pretty epic. Wow. Yeah. I'm not, you know, it's but out of my control. He, you know, he's a brainiac, so it was, it was cool to hear that side of him. Not yeah. just the dopey side we, we showcase here. You should, you should feel thankful <laughs> that we all uh, thanks, actually went and watched it. Yeah. Right? yeah. Well, we were kind See of that? obliged to. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was like talking about himself. Yeah. Uh, okay, so enough about you, Jay. Tell us more about you, what you did this week. Enough <laughs> talk about me. Let's talk but, about you. What do you think of me? <laughs> What's new with you in your music world this week, my friend? This week. Or the guys the last week. Uh, the week in between. I'm, 
The amount of time that has passed since last we yeah. met. The week. I mean, I mean a day. I mean a weekday. Man, uh, what's changed? Um, I've actually been using Fisher's amp. And not a Fisher amp. No, not a Fisher amp. Right. But Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher. The other knob. The fourth he's, knob. He's not here tonight. Right. He's being a knob by not being here. The false knob. Mm. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to talk. I'm talking about the cabinet that he made. Specifically, mm. you're talking about a bass amp. <laughs> yes. Yes. And he made handmade cabinet. He powers it with. Uh, I'm not going to talk about the power section at all. Just this cabinet. Okay. He made this 12 inch. And it's pretty sweet. The dude made this by hand. He like. That's how things are made. Yeah. Well, not everything. America. Some things are made by robots. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. yeah. Lots of things are made yeah. by robots. There's no actually. robots in America. Merc. <laughs> no, but Jeff made this. Um, he ported it really well. The amp is light. It's easy to use. There's a lot of detail where he, you know, everything's stapled and covered. You're talking about the cabinet. Yeah, the cabinet. Okay. He's an artist. <laughs> what else? Um, it's yeah, a little piece of artistry about. there, and. Um, um, it's a 12 inch, and I don't, I can't remember what cabinet he put. So or, or he gave you his big 12 inch. <laughs> Stop! I knew there was a joke. Coming. I mean, that's I set that up actually. I, okay, we talked about this. <clears throat> no, um, um, the 12 inch speaker in it. Um, I haven't taken, you know, I haven't taken anything apart because I'm like afraid to like drop it. I'm afraid my cat's going to pee on it or like, you know, I've got to oh, like, give it to me if that's, bad. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I'm like kind of afraid cause he's loaning it to me for a month. Right. Um, and I, you know, I'm kind of like, you know, I haven't been, I've been very soft on it and I'm not being real hard on it. Trying to like not break it hard on it. So anyway, I don't want to break the thing cause it's really nice. But what I really like about, uh, the cabinet is it, it gets really loud and the thing doesn't vibrate and fall apart. It doesn't sound like it's falling apart. Jeff really did a good job. So anyway, I don't know how to like, you know, he doesn't make amps for anyone else but himself. So it's not like it's his business or anything. But to clarify, he, he's not making amps. Cabinet. Cabinets. Cabinets. Right. right cab- that's what I meant. Um, but the point is uh, he could. He could make cabinets for other people. So Yeah. He's gonna, we're going to make one. You are with him? We'll get into this later. He's a magician with wood. Yeah. Oh, oh come on. Pull yourself together, man. <laughs> so what was the speaker configuration? I know it's you like said a it's a 12. It's, it's a 12 and a port. He's got a port. There's, no, there's no horn? There's no... No. Really? I thought he said there was a horn. No, there mm-hmm. is. There is a small one on the top. We're going right. to make yeah. you say that. Not bad. So we're in a full range base cabinet then yeah. with, uh, with an airport. Yeah. Cool. Yep. That's pretty neato. What's what's the what, how do you finish it? It's uh, all black. It's felt. Felt. But he's got corners. He's got the plastic on the corners. Closed back, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty. It's like a real. I'm like, hey, this is like it's a, like a real cabinet. cabinet. You're a real boy. Yeah. <laughs> I know he tinkered a lot on that thing. Yeah. We had a lot of early conversations when he was putting that thing together. So I think it went through a few sort of trials and errors. Yeah, I mean, he's word. built some other pretty spectacular speaker things for his home. It's yeah, it's unreal actually. And yeah. if you in his house, if you've ever seen his house, and you guys have seen his house, I think. Well, like, I've seen his house. All the things he's built out of wood, like cabinets and like you know the hidden TV. You know, he hides his TV behind the mm-hmm. in his old house rather. Um, yeah, you know. 
the, you know, secret passageways. You know, the guy's got skills. So yeah, we make fun of him a lot here, but he actually. We make fun of him outside of here too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're constantly making fun of him. But it, dude has actual skills. Yeah, that's cool. Thanks for sharing, Jay. Jay, you're welcome. Aaron, what's up? Um, the Cavs won last night. I just have to throw it out there. Okay, I'm super happy as All a right. Cleveland fan. So, musically, um, I'm sorry, man. Gloss over that quickly. <laughs> It's been years of suffering. It has been. So uh, I'm feeling good. Um, been working on some, tracking some more music. Dug up another old song of mine and, and resurrecting it. So um, I shared that one with you that I'm pretty close to final. That was outstanding. Like, legitimately, that was a really great track. So, I I hope, I truly hope that you make more of it. Because I'm gonna make it's more. really good. I'll, I'll make more. So, yeah, I, I think, honestly, where I am right now, it's like I, the, a couple songs I've written in the past that never saw the light of day. Just want to get those resurrected out the door and then start focusing on some of the, the stuff that I've started and then kind of put down. So Did you do the same kind of genre? Uh, a little more. This is like flat brim hats and wristbands and jumping. Yeah, and uh, it's, it, yeah it's I, I want to evolve it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, but it was really well written, and you know, um, we've dibble dabbled, tippy toed into home recording here a little bit. I know that we're gonna talk a lot more about that as mm-hmm. um, as we progress. But uh, I was very impressed at the uh, how how well it was recorded. You're you're setting the bar too high. People, I will eventually share this, and people will listen to it and like, what the hell? No, well, hey doesn't matter what you do if it sounds good what kind yeah. of mics well um basically it's everything's just fed into i have a focus right input or uh, interface um so everything is going in through that drums i use a program or plugin called easy drummer 2 uh, and then i customize my own beats so right when you say oh i used a program for drummer yeah, immediately my brain says discount, right? And it, I don't know. It, I mean, it sounded legit you can, good. Yeah, you can get they're, they're getting pretty good. They're, yeah. they're, the samples are getting really, yeah. really good. You mean they're getting pretty well? <clears throat> no. <laughs> they're good. <laughs> so then, uh, vocally, or if I ever, um, I'll actually, my buddy Jake's going to lay a trombone track down that, on that. Uh, I'll He's playing in my band. Yeah, an acoustic guitar. Uh, I, I have a Rode NT1A. I think I've talked about that before, but that's basically yeah, the only mic You went on and on about it. Yeah. On <laughs> uh, and on. And, and uh, you know, the girl you had singing was... Shut up! <laughs> I seriously am starting to think you think there's a girl singing no, on that. I'm not in on the joke. What is it? He, <laughs> Do you sing false? I, I didn't know no. that he was singing. <laughs> I didn't know he was singing. I was like... This is kind of a higher register, a little bit, a little bit higher register, and it was, you know, yeah, kind of smoothed out, you know, and it was like, it just, you are kind it of sounded like, it kind of sounded like a ballsy chick singing <laughs> a little bit, but then I was like, whoa, wait a minute, and then I heard a little bit of your rasp in there, yeah, I'm like, holy crap, that's Aaron. Yeah, I mean that song does. There's there's a couple parts, especially vocal harmonies, where I'm starting to get to the top of my my register. Yeah. I was I was impressed all the way around. What what guitars were you playing? 
Uh, let's see. On that one, uh, Flying V, my Epiphone Flying V. Uh, on what the, color is it? Tell, tell us about the guitar. Uh, it's it's two, a gear show, dude. What? Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a two-tone, black and white, like split right down the middle. Epiphone like a, Flying V. Like a Shanker? Like Michael Shanker? Uh, maybe. <clears throat> I mean, like Michael Shanker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. My buddy told me when I was in my old ska band, like, hey, I found this thing on Musicians Friends. Oh, yeah. You should get it. So I sure. got it. And then the other guitar I used was uh, on the left channel is my um, Les Paul Jr. Just so I have, <clears throat> when it came to the distortion or the distorted crunch chant or guitars, um, I had one smooth and then one that's a little rawr. Mm-hmm. Rawr. I'm familiar with that one. Yeah, you are. You've you uh, dialed it up for me. Mm-hmm. Did quite, you like quite nicely? Mic and amp and cabinet though, or did you do modelers or something? Yeah. Every, okay. So and, and everything really clean, but still sounds good. Yeah. Good Amazing. enough. Yeah. I mean, eventually, I, I do legit. It sounded like a yeah. produced track. I I. The modelers are pretty good too. I mean, like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What uh, tell us about the settings you had going on that? Like, what? Do you remember some of the, like where you're modeling cab? What were you playing as far as your cabinet? Goes? Uh, let's see. So both the started guitars were uh, Marshall JCM 800, even though they really aren't. They didn't. It, it, it's the it's the basic uh, Marshall half stack plugin that I've that comes sure. in Logic that I've I've sort of dialed up my own way and just mm-hmm. tweaked it a little bit. Um, so that's the one that I use on both the sorted guitars. And then, uh, let's see, there's a clean, clean guitar that I did in there that is, um, I forget, it's, it's an old Fender. I, I can't remember which one. Okay. But, yeah, because I, I tried a bunch of different things on that clean one. Yeah, you did a bass as well, right? And you recorded your yeah. bass. Yeah, uh, basically, I didn't model any amp on that. I just used direct and then um, EQ'd. To taste. What were you playing on that bass? Uh, that bass is my uh, OLP, OLP, mm-hmm. um, Stuart Spector model. So OLP was a this brand that was in existence for a couple of years in the early Music 2000s. Man, right. It was a Ernie Ball. Yeah. So they, they, they got the license for the Ernie Ball Stingray. Does it stand for original license product? Yes. And then. Look at me. Yeah. Huh. And then I, I I bought the sewer Spectre kind, um, which I, I love that bass. Um, yeah, that's that's the one that I typically track. Dude, I had that bass. That's not the one. No, but I he the Minister of Information has pulled up a Perloid pickguard all black, black knobs, black hardware, Stingray bass. You had that? I had that, and I sold it. Why? New guitar. It was a dumb dumb. But I, I wanted other stuff. So, anyways, I had to get the, my my stinky PV bass. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, mm-hmm. cool man. Thanks for sharing. Sure. Looking for to hear a lot more of that. Over to Brian. Yes, um, I have actually started um, started playing out a bit more. I had been taking a little break with the He's band and getting back to shows and. Just started back this last weekend, so got a big summer schedule full. So, yeah, well, this is to... a busy time in uh, around our parts of yep. the country. Yep, yep, it's getting started again. So I've actually been in gear selling mode too. Just to I'm I'm a whole separate topic, but I'm uh, 
I've sold some things on eBay recently, um, potentially sold something to a famous person, which we won't get into here. Wait. Give away too many secrets. Yeah, well, I had, we had not get into that. that. I, so I, I sold this, so we'll get right that into it. It wasn't a setup, by the way. That was no. legit. Like, we're like, what the hell? What? So, well, I mean, not super famous anyway, but I, I sell this thing. Uh, I had a, a Universal Audio 2192 A to D, D to A converter, big fancy thing. Um, when I was using these old DigiDesign boxes, they had just terrible converters in them. So I bought this thing years ago. They only made it for a few years. It was awesome. It was designed by the guy that went on and started Burl Audio, like really high-end gear and I thought you know I'm not using this anymore I've upgraded my home recording system I'm just not using it I should sell it so I stick it on eBay get a lot of offers for about a tenth of what I have it listed for and then I finally sell it and I'm like man this guy's name sounds really familiar but not so familiar that I should know who he is so I start googling and it's Warren Buffett's son <laughs> and he records all kinds of albums Find and stuff on eBay it's his name Jimmy <laughs> His name is Peter, oh, uh, in, on, in upstate man. New York, and the shipping address came through, and he's, you know, got a little little recording gig going on that he he does. So there you go. That's cool. Okay. Is it a particularly hard find hard thing to find? Is that it's there's not as many of them out there. They only sold it for a couple of years, and um, they hold their value pretty well. Yeah. So. I, I got a lot out of it. I'm going to turn it into some lighting. So if anybody knows anything about lighting, I'm going to have a lot of questions really soon. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah. You're going to start like your I own. did lighting for corn one time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a story I don't want to hear. <laughs> Legit. Hey, corn and With sugar rain the same wow. night. Wow. Playing, no joke. That back, But this was back when they were called the Shrinky Dinks. Back in Orange County. Yep, there was a... Oh, boy, that's that was a night. <laughs> Did you use like a flashlight? And no, I literally uh, bass player gave me a, a box. Of, you know, it, we're all in the same music scene, and um, this is like '90s, right? Early '90s. Yeah, yeah, this is the '90s, and it was at and this Italian restaurant in Orange County that doubled as a, like a, a nightclub kind of <laughs> thing. And Mark McGrath's up there with his little mirror. Looking, looking in the mirror, doing his thing with with the shrinky dinks at that time. Shortly after that, they they became Sugar Ray, um, and then Corn was in its infancy, and so I just watched Monkey doing the doing the bait, and I just I was watch, I was watching him and just doing the levers to what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you want, right. can you do lights? And he, he gave me a pitcher of beer, and I'm like, yeah, oh, okay. Anything for a pitcher of beer. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that was a story. So, okay, lighting. Getting some pro lighting for your That's going to be the new purchase. Because you do, like, you do self-sufficient shows, yes. right? Yeah. Yeah, we have all of our own PA. We have some lighting. It's just not super intelligent yet. But I've um, we use one of the Mackie digital mixers, so it's, everything's run from an iPad. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually, I've already purchased the, the box to, to convert Wi-Fi into DMX control so I can control the lighting with it. So our sound guy will actually be able to do lights right from an iPad app called Luminaire. We're using this $80 app called Luminaire. So there won't be, we don't have a snake, we don't have a front of house console, we don't have any of that. It's all just a dude sitting with an iPad so he'll run the whole show from an dude, iPad. Dude, you are the most highly technically evolved um, not nationally touring band in history, I like gear. I like <laughs> oh, gear a lot. Sakes. What's the name of this kick? Which wait, which one is this? This is uh, this is the cover band I've been playing with called Off the Hook. I started Off filling hook, in okay. with these guys about four years ago, and I just kind of never left. 
Got and we it. started buying gear together. So I guess I'm kind of like in the fold now that I own gear. So, but this is a, like one where you go like, Hey, we need you to play for like four hours straight. Yep. Yeah. We'll do like four hour shows. Uh, we're up on Lake Erie. I don't want to discount it because it's like, that's got to know that's a all huge task. Yeah. 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 It's a, I mean, it's a, you, you probably, you know, in the course of a night, uh, we only take one little tiny, about 10 minute break. Ooh. So it's, it's nearly like a straight four hour show, you know, right. straight up. So you're wearing diapers. Uh, no, you just <laughs> have you have strategic songs right, where like, maybe one of you can disappear and acoustic, yeah, like, we'll something do, like, like that. Yeah. And, like, oh, you got, do you have like a, do you have a, a held ovation on a stand? You know, I did. I was when I went went to Florida on vacation. Yeah. I was actually I I sat on the plane and I downloaded three or four more podcasts and I was listening to you guys talk about it. And it's the Gracie stand. You need to call it by its name. And the yes, Gracie stand. I do own one. I had I one back it. in the '90s, back before I switched to like the. I started putting those little Fishman bridges oh, yeah. on so yeah. I could yeah. do the acoustic thing on, on all my guitars. But back in the day, you had to step up and hug this yeah. thing and play. What would be epic, though, is if you, if you kind of did a, a hybrid of, of that, like via you know, Bon Jovi or whatever. And, uh, um, oh, man, I just totally blanked out on the... Richie Sambor, you know, no, no, the uh, the the, uh, the movie. The, um, oh my gosh, I'm gonna get crucified for this on air. <sighs> Dead space, dead air. Yeah, this is awkward. The movie. Yeah, we'll back Wait, up. What's the movie about? It, yeah, you know, this one goes to eleven. Oh, oh yes. ah! <laughs> to get me back up. Don't. I don't no, know. no, no, no. <laughs> we're, doing this. We're exposing you for the fraud no, you are. Absolutely not. <laughs> I had that on a license plate frame for like five years it for goes to 11. in California on my truck. It says, yeah, but this one goes to 11. Legit. That's a real thing. Not necessarily proud of it, but it's true. No, you, you should be, be proud, proud of that. It. That's a, All right. I'm proud of that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. So we're, you know, if you, if you moseyed on over to the, what's it called again? The Gracie stand. The Gracie stand. And instead of actually playing the ovation, you played it with your... Electric guitar. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. That would be one way to do it. Oh, I man. guess. Yeah. Now, I had Silly a makeshift times. Gracie stand for my upright, but it was just a dolly. So I used to stop yeah. my upright. Bunch, you had a bungee cord. Uh, bungee cord to a yeah. big red dolly. So you could just move it dolly along. cart. Because we would do this one group I was in. We would do this kind of like Zappa thing, and we would go back and forth between these little jazzy numbers and like all out. We you know, would do this Zappa thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, we would learn just a, like we'd learn a few forty-minute songs. And, like there would be like maybe fifteen-minute songs or longer, and then we would switch styles all in one song. And so I would play up. I'd play like these little jazz ditties, but we wanted it to sound kind of like an upright. So I, I wanted it to sound like an upright. So I just strapped this upright, got an ABC box, like one that was powered with a uh, battery, so you can hear the click and. Uh, yeah, I would run back and forth between electric and upright. You amaze me every single time we do this. I know. You never know. I know. You never know. Man, so many layers to uncover with it's you. It's like an onion, man. Damn. It's like an <laughs> onion in a white sports coat. Yeah. You know. So what have you been up to, Todd? <laughs> Thanks for asking, Brian. Um, That's a good question. It is. I have been up to an awful lot. We've got a show uh, coming up this Friday. <clears throat> Shameless plug. It'll be over by the time anybody hears this. But uh, so I recently purchased a. I, w- I was on the search for a boost pedal. I mentioned in a podcast before, and 
did the due diligence of you know spending hours and hours and hours on YouTube and and the internet and um, ended up getting um, a Busta Grande, a used Busta Grande, a BBE Busta Grande off of a Reverb, um, and it was cool because I w- didn't want to get something that colored the sound. I like wanted it as like clean as possible. Granted, it says it's a clean boost, but a lot of clean blue boost. Was it twenty dB? Is that what it says? You better believe it. Plus sign two O D B. Um, and it's, you know, when you get it, you're like, eh, uh. <laughs> what, like, it's not aesthetically awesome in any nah, way, shape or form, but, but that's that, okay. But that's, yeah. I like that actually. Well, that's nice. I, I'd like it's a little, like I like put some, yeah, you know, put one some, button. yeah, it's kind of, one knob. you know, some, anyways, it sounds great. And it, it so or is this you? You're playing the Vox now, right? I'm playing a Vox AC15. So you're just trying to hit it a little harder, just to get it to grind, right? Because there's a couple, there's a couple um, tunes where I need to back out of that, um, and but this one keeps it at that. Like if I had everything cranked to twelve, um, you know, so that amp goes really to twelve. Goes to mine goes to twelve. You're trying to do an eleven here, ten. Push everything to twelve. Why not just make ten louder? I don't know because twelve is already on there. I think it go, I think it actually does go to. I should know this <laughs> on my own amp. It just you know you turn all the way to the right. <laughs> I can't. Oh boy! So Mister of Information, look yeah, up how what my amp does. A does. Vox amp go to twelve. I even spent time putting new knobs on there. I mean, I should yeah know that. I don't know. Why I said twelve. Doesn't matter. Point is, you know, it does. You matter. max it out. <laughs> if you max it out. Um, I need to be able to back back it off, and uh, this is letting me do that spectacularly. So basically, you're leaving that 20 decibels on most of the time, but when you need to back out, you just turn it off. I'm not doing a full 20 on this. Okay, like I'm I'm putting about 10 into it. No numbers. There's no numbers. That's at all. awesome. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe you wrote 12 in. <laughs> 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 there's no, there's numbers. no numbers at all. Yeah. <laughs> Just figuratively to, speaking, yeah. whether it's my amp or somebody else's amp. <laughs> so that's what's confusing. Damn it, Vox. Put some numbers on the amp. Let us know what we're doing. Um, anyways, so yeah, it was it was uh it was cool because there's kind of a sweet spot you gotta find. If you're at like nine o'clock so zero you're zeroed out you're at six o'clock on this knob here if you go to nine o'clock uh turning it up clockwise um it it's not quite you're like ah it's not that much but if you go to 12 it's like "Mm -hmm." well that's probably 10 db if it's halfway through its travel right that's probably yeah halfway up so i'm digging that now here's the only thing you know, when you buy used things, you're like, it's got to be awesome. It's probably nothing wrong with it. Wrong. So the, You think that as a rule? No, I mean, that's just, you know, you hope that. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an optimistic fella. Anyways, you are. so the, the little light on here was not coming on. So I was like, is this, what? am I on or not? And then, you know, then I found out. Ah, that's so um, no big deal if you're just practicing his stuff. But if, you know, if you're playing live, you need to know yeah. if the thing's on or not. Uh, so the light was, we took it apart, and my drummer, who is a spectacular electronic technician, 
he and Jeff should go into business together. Dude, I've told them many times. They should, we should I'll, do, market I'll be them. making pedals and stuff with everybody else Make on the all planet. Money. Um, but anyways, uh, so what we did is, you know, we took it apart and tried to figure out what the heck was wrong with it and um, didn't really see anything right away. But upon further investigation, we found out that the... Um, Here we go. What? What? Here we go. What? So that the uh, the capacitor and the power circuit, um, the the power inlet rather was um, was bunk, and it wasn't getting in. It was getting like no juice. Uh, so a little bit of juice, not totally no juice, but it was it was jacked up. So um, we put in a new one, uh, new with flux the, capacitor mm, with the same capacitance value. But with more voltage, so if signal did, you know, jump up for any reason, it, it could handle it. But at bare minimum, did it the light powers the LED correctly? So it came back on. The light it came back on. Pedal works fine, but that would be I could understand where somebody who didn't want to mess with it was like, mm, I don't want this anymore. So my gain, their loss. <clears throat> did you get a discount on it? The BBE Busta Grande. Did you call mm-hmm. that guy and be like, "What the hell, man"? No, man. Because I was just like, I'll fix it. So there it is. I'll put it on the table right here. It's you know, pedals are fun to touch. It's uh, it's tan and brown. Yeah, it's like that's what I mean. It's like, man, that could have been like Booster Grande. Put like put like a vaquero on it or something, or like some you know some yes bandoleros. You know, an airbrushed cowboy riding off in the sunset. I I do love. I love these. Yeah, these man these switches yeah. they're just so great the best it feels so good to just click them on and off yeah the first thing i did was take the knob off and try to put on some other ones and then i just said ah that anyway. has no numbers on it either you keep buying things with no numbers <laughs> dude the knob on this is sweet it, 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 it is looks it's like a nice an knob. air conditioner knob or something <laughs> like, uh, it kind of looks like the those old bake light knobs yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. i've got a i've got a bag full of knobs and <laughs> oh my god oh gosh <laughs> All right. You're oh, being serious, too, weren't you? Were you? <laughs> You've been waiting. Anyways. Mm. All right. <laughs> so there's that. And that's rocking for me right now. Okay. Enough of this nonsense, people. Let's we're going to focus on what our um, main topic is today as soon as Aaron stops clicking the pedal. <laughs> and we are going to be talking about hearing protection, um, which isn't like super sexy, but we all have to deal with it. Um, anybody who's done this for any length of time um, or even just is interested in music and likes going to live shows and stuff is like, man, you got to deal with it. I, I dragged these, I dragged uh, some, some ear protection out to watch uh, the Eagles, not the Eagles, the not Brian Adams, mm-hmm. but E-A-G-U-L-L-S, uh, a, a small London, or not London band, but a UK band. And they came and played for us here in Columbus, and they were awesome. Great band. Go check them out. Um, and glad I did. Um, it was helpful to my ears. So the reason that we're talking about this is that 
a little while back. Uh, so I'm a fan of Eddie Trunk. Probably a lot of you know who he is out there. He's got the uh, you know that metal show, and he's got you know his own radio show. He's got a million Monday nights on things. XM. Yeah. So uh, the Eddie Trunk podcast is really great. He's got some fantastic interviews, and one at one point in time, as anybody knows him, uh, he was talking about um, hearing loss and how he's really worried about it. Um, and obviously, he's been going to gigs all his life, and he knows he's he knows everybody in the rock music industry and so many people he was mentioning is like their hearing is is totally shot or is bad enough to where it's like they're having to take drugs to to settle them down and i didn't really understand i was like hey you know how bad can that really be right well shortly thereafter the first thing I did, I, I said he he was he was kind of uh, talking about this one brand of, uh, I guess you could call them disposable hearing protection things, and you know he endorsed me. He's like, I, I I take these to every show now. Like this is these have helped me out so much. I'm like, cool, sold. I'll get them. Got to start somewhere. Uh, so ch- got them, and I got to be honest, I I went to the, my practice. And it sounded like it was at the bottom of a swimming pool. I couldn't hear myself sing. I couldn't hear, and I was like, and and I was trying. I was trying really hard. I was like putting them halfway in and everything. And then I just ended up taking them out. Well, as a result, like I started getting a little Morse code in my right ear, and that scared the crap out of me. Um, so a little high pitch. It's always on, like a signal. It's always on, but never sustained it's just kind of in and out and man that really worried me um because the stuff that he was telling me what was happening to these people you know i mean there's there's recorded uh cases of people offing themselves because they can't because it drives them insane because they just have this high-pitched squeal in their ear constantly and so tinnitus yeah tinnitus scared scared me to death so i started researching what I could do to combat that um, at different levels. I started out with the very small, um, you know, uh, obviously just spongy earplugs. I'm sure we've all tried those in rehearsal situations, right? Yes. And, you know. Pretty terrible. Pretty terrible. Yes. It's better than nothing, but it's pretty terrible. Um, they, it's It's funny, too, just a little piece of foam in your ear when you're, if you've not tried them, it it feels like you're wearing like the the guys that direct the airplanes into the gate. It feels <laughs> like you're wearing cans. something that big. It blocks so much sound, and it sounds so horrible. You know, all these we just talked about all these great tones and these amps and all these sounds, and it, it feels like it just you can't even enjoy the tones because mm-hmm. it blocks it all out. It's terrible. Yeah, um, there's and yet that's the only thing I ever use. We can get to that later, though. I can, I can explain that. Yeah, explain it. Well, because my friend got these like fancy pour. They poured this stuff in his ear, and <laughs> and they were form fitted. And I thought about it, and I was like, yeah. It's like I can't even keep a pen for like one day, or a pair of sunglasses, <laughs> or like I will pay a hundred and forty dollars for these, and I will lose them on the second day that I have them. And so, I've only ever used the cheap foam and what happens to them every time i get them i put them in my pocket and then they're gone 
It's like the, it's like a yeah. constant flow of. They're all uh, in the bottom bottom of the washing yeah, machine. I don't know where they are. I don't know where they go. They just disappear. They're gone. So at least they're only like nine cents a piece instead of like one hundred forty dollars. Yep. Well, but that I'm not. I'm, I'm trying to say that they're still <clears throat> absolutely necessary and they totally suck. Yeah, it's hard though because when you're thinking about this, you're like, surely they, in in the span, great span of time of rock and roll, there's got to be some relatively inexpensive thing that will actually work there is more or less a an enormous amount of things that don't really work very well um so that that just got me to think i'm like i want to talk to some people i want to talk to uh obviously peers that are maybe going through the same thing um you know do a little recon and stuff so i want to talk about that today um I'm gonna get let Brian kind of like run in here in a second. I know that he's trumping at the bit. Um, I did put the ear so there. I, the ones I got that Eddie Trunk was talking about was are called erasers, like erasers, but with like an A at the erasing front. or like a razor that cuts your ear. Ear like eraser, like eraser. Eraser. E A R A S E A R S. Erasers. So, like, you're erasing the sound, sound from your ear, okay? But it's an ear in front of it, anyways. <laughs> and there's they're silicone cups. They're not full silicone plugs. So the idea is that I'll pass these around. Have, have these yeah, been I, in your ear before I touch them? <laughs> <laughs> we'll, yeah. leave, we'll leave them in the sanitary case. <laughs> yes, they have. Um, the, you know the, what these kind of look like before you describe yeah. them, if. And you know, we'll talk in a second about in-ear monitors, which is something that I use. But it almost looks like someone has just chopped the tip off of like an in-ear headphone or something, like just the part that just goes the down tip. in the canal. That, that's what it. I'll leave that alone. Uh, it, yeah, but that's kind of what that's it looks small. like, like a clear version of just that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a cup. So the idea is that it'll. Let- <laughs> It's the tip of a cup. It's never it's not the, funny. Uh, <laughs> they look like diodes or something. They, they kind of yeah, do. they got these little pull things, kind of like when you see it. You know, if you're if you're talking to your, your grandpa, tampon. your grandma, and you're <laughs> like the hearing aid, yeah, the little piece. the little yeah. antenna thing that sticks out and goes like a shrimp. They look like shrimp. <laughs> yeah, 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 like a ghost them. shrimp. Why would you smell the like Indian plugs? food? Indian food. Oh yeah. my god! What are you? Are you saying my ears smell like Indian food? It kind of smells like, yeah. Like, curry. like a tandoori? Or a... <laughs> yeah, more like a curry. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I rejected those, and I came to Brian, and this is where it all, this is kind of where it all this started. Is, this is where I ranted. This is, this is where he went off. I said, I, I, I spent some time, and uh, I went to the site, and I got these things called dubs. Now, the name is off-putting for me, just because... I, you're way it's, too it's, old for it's something It's all hip-hoppy like that. and whatever. Um, but what I found out was that these, um, first of all, like ergonomically, they're really good. They're, I was impressed with the way that the site, you know, positions them, um, both from a, a, you know, a style and ergonomic sense. But it isn't just a plug. It's not a solid piece of something. It, it is several pieces of chambered um materials so the idea is that it it helps to filter so if if you 
if we put if I put them in in this room, I would definitely hear all you guys from the from a, a clarity in the in the highs, but it definitely muff, muffles all the lows, which is problematic if you're playing in a small rehearsal because the lows and the mids really tend to boom. So that makes it incredibly muffled and kind of basically squishes out my high end. It was helpful at a show, I will say. I, I had these at the show. At, as in like a, not a show you were playing, but at right. a concert you attended, right? right? I, don't, I couldn't wear these playing live. That's kind of the problem. <laughs> I think that's what I said. <laughs> so anyways, I'm like, dude, look at these. I got them for, I think I got them on special for 20 bucks. They are $25 at um, getdubs.com. Um, and they're, I mean, they're a good solution. For 25 bucks, it's a heck of a lot better than foam earplugs. Um, and you can get them in a variety of colors. Um, so I, I like them. I don't, this isn't the grand solution. So the minute I was like, hey, Brian, look at these. Just like, <laughs> he just, he, he blew up and turned on me and uh, unleashed his, his fury, fury of, of hearing knowledge. I've, so with that, I will shut up. I will try to, I'll keep it calmer today now that I've had a chance to think about it. But it, it's, I think I've had moments like yours before and I am really passionate about it because it is something that can really, you know, you guys are all like I am and you really enjoy all of this stuff that we talk about and we spend all this money on and we, we love this gear and we love all these things. And if your ears are ringing constantly and you can't enjoy that, then that kind of ruins the whole experience and you're done, right? Like you can't go out and play shows again you, you just can't get into those things. So when he first came with these these dubs, and I have nothing in particular against the dubs family that uh, produces these products, but I, I had back in probably the mid-90s to late 90s a little bit of an experience with live sound. And I, to recap, when we, we kind of went into this a little bit, and you said, save it, we'll just do it, we'll do it on the show, and we'll talk about it. So... I had this experience when I was out uh, at a show, and I've I've always been a bit of a perfectionist, and I loved like full sound no. live. Yeah, I know. Little another. I'm compulsion. not buying that at but all. I've, I've always loved like just a full mix. You know, I was a guitarist, and I did a little bit of backing vocals, but I want to hear everything. I want to hear drums, and I want to hear bass, and I want to hear like the whole mix. I didn't just want. I was never one of those like just me and my monitor kind of guys. Like I want the whole thing. So we had all these monitors, like. And, you know, you're piecing together sound systems or you have sound companies of your buddies and you're borrowing two band systems and putting them together and doing all these things. So you never really had ideal sound. And we were at this, this show one time, all these wedges in front of us, and an EQ just exploded, like flame shot out of the back of it in the rack. But it was like a, a shotgun blast that came through all these monitors up front at one time. And it was so disorienting that all of us, we stopped the song. Like a concussion and bomb. It, yeah, it really was. It was just Brown like, note. what happened? And I couldn't hear out of my left ear for like two days. It was muted. It was turned off. And it scared me. You know, you just have this thought like, what happens? You ever get like water in your ear and, you, and it doesn't come out for a day or so? And you're just like, ah, oh, it's so annoying. Like, it really was terribly annoying. And from that moment forward, I was never again you guys can use wedges if you want i am i'm done i'm not using them because i had the exact same experience you did where i i had um cotton you know the little disposable foam earplugs i've had 
I think they were called heroes at yeah, the time. Yeah, the yeah. orange ones the orange that had like the, a little metal bullet kind of thing in it. Yeah, had those and exact same results with everything. It just felt like someone took everything above one K and just squashed just it. Squashed it. Yeah. And you just hear this like rumble, right? Like it's, yeah. I mean, great if I'm running a weed eater or something or directing an airplane, but it, I <laughs> want to hear those Which things. You and, you know, on the weekends I heard. It's, uh, well, it, you know, it's a side job. Um, <laughs> I, you, know, you know, part of me sort of said like, okay, maybe if you were a bass player who didn't sing, that might be okay. Cause you know, you cause know, they don't, have brains anyway. Well, they don't you know, know how to do well, anything. I'm just thinking like, well, those, you know, the, those low frequencies are kind of unaffected and maybe, you know, maybe that would be okay. But everything that I was producing is in that upper register. So it just felt like it was rolling off all the work. So from that point forward, I started investigating like in-ear monitors. And I had at the time, I immediately went out and did the molds and the ones I have them up here um, from West Tone, not to be confused with the West Tone guitars of the 80s and 90s, but W-E-S-T-O-N-E, Westone. Um, they are a company that make, they make a lot of like hearing aid products and those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. But I went to an audiologist after my hearing came back and I just had a test. I just went in and it's like the, when you're in elementary school, I don't know if you guys did that where they would sure. come and you'd do the hearing test yep. at school. It was that exact same thing yep. where, you know, you hit the little buzzer when you hear the tones and, and then they graph it and show you where the loss was. So luckily, you know, I had a little bit of minor loss, but considering how many years I had been playing, I, I thought it was okay. And, uh, you know, I had just a little bit lost, but I had those molds made, which is a super surreal feeling when they shoot that yeah. sort of stuff. I had that for ears. surfing years yeah, ago, they, and they, that was it's wild, like swimmers earplugs and those kinds of th same thing. So I ended up getting these West tones. The ones that I got, um, I believe, were the ES forty nines. So they're an earplug. They're kind of like the the thought behind the dubs. But mm -hmm. the nice thing about these is because they are it precisely molded for your ear. They don't slip out. Even if you sweat, you move around, they just stay in there. But these you can buy with different acoustic filters. So like I got them, I think with the 9 dB, you can get a 9 dB filter, a 15 dB, 25 dB, or you can get them with no filters, which is kind of pointless. But um, So the 9 dB, the point of it is it's supposed to lower the sound coming in by 9 dB. But if you look at the curve, the attenuation graph, mm. if, if you compare that to the, the curve me, on the dub, yep. see how there's that huge dip? Yeah. If you look at the graph here, there's not Holy not that big of a dip. So the point of it is it's, is it's just supposed to lower it down. So I started while I was investigating this whole in-ear monitor and trying to, to learn that whole world. I started by using these at shows, and it is it was better. But there's still something different because it your ears do crazy, amazing things where they compress when they hear loud sounds, and mm -hmm. all those things are happening. It was literally like... I was playing, but the volume had just been lowered down. So That's awesome. Okay. It was nice, but it's surreal because some of the energy kind of goes oh, yeah. with it, right? Yeah. You know, some sure. of what kind of drives you at a show is that power. Right. And that, you want to feel it. It's, it's a little weird because you can still feel it, but it's not coming through your ears. So it's different. It took me a few shows to get used to them. I finally got to the point to where I did get used to them, but I, I still wanted more control, which led me down this path of, of in-ear monitoring. But to this day, I still have these. They still fit. I haven't lost them, but you know, they're. I think they were about one hundred and seventy-five dollars, something like that. Is but that if something I go like out to if a you show, had good insurance? Do you think that would they might potentially? Cover that? Yeah, yeah. I, I will take self. these out if I go out to a concert. They're in my pocket, and and you got the. I got the the um, the ER nines, the ER nine dB of of attenuation. Okay. So it, the uh, it goes to fifteen and and er twenty five. The er twenty five is twenty five dBs. 
Which of attenuation. So that that's like that's a lot yeah. knocking it out. And it, yeah, I mean you can notice when you there's a graph on the on the website there. If we look at the 25, the the fall off is a lot more dramatic on those high end right. frequencies. Taking it down. You know, yeah. It's I really like that, you know, where it's cutting where there's a little dip is like maybe 4 or 5k. So it just takes a little bit of that edge off. Yeah. So when we were out using wedges and, you know, that sort of thing, this helped sort of get it under control and make me feel like the mix was still balanced. It was that having these true filters was the only thing that didn't make me feel like something was just like hacked off. It right. didn't feel like it was all lows or all highs or just all muffled. Right. It just felt like it had attenuated right. what was there. Yeah, that's, that's what I was struggling with with these uh, with the doves, at least playing live. I, listening to a show, it was it, it was good. I still was getting the impact of everything. But yep. I, I mean, I, there's no way I can use them live because I, I have to be able to hear myself better yeah. than, than the inside of my head is telling me I am. After a lot of research, I highly recommend this. And there's a, a lot of companies make these sorts of things, yeah. too. Uh, you can get them from a lot of different people. Can you say um, that one more time? So you're. Yeah, this one, uh, the, what I'm looking at, their, their West Tone is the brand. Um, I'm at the earplugstore.com that carries a lot of different things there. Uh, which, you know, <laughs> there's an earplugstore.com. Yes. Um, but of but course. the the thing that I would suggest is, and I still do this fairly regularly, uh, go to an audiologist and make an appointment. I went in yeah. to, to just get molds made, and you know, I'm thinking like, I don't care what it costs. I just I want to protect my yeah. hearing. So I found an audiologist here in town. I'd never been to her before. I went in and said, yeah, I'm a musician. I just want to have a hearing test and I want to get some molds made. She gave me a test and did the molds for me and didn't even charge me. Wow. It I was just her. She was just like, yeah, you know, you're doing smart things. This cool. took five minutes out of my day. Um, <laughs> I didn't hear that. I was thinking uh, that, but you actually You guys are all thinking it. Yeah. Come on. So, you know, what was crazy is I went in and I said, I'm a musician. I want to, I want to get a hearing test. And uh, she said, well, I can tell you're not a drummer. And I said, well, how can you tell I'm not a drummer? And she said, because you heard in the waiting room when I called your name. And when there's a drummer there, they can't hear it. I have to say it three or four times. And I, I started asking her more questions about that. And I said, so are drummers the worst? And she said, drummers actually come in and have worse hearing tests than hunters who go out and fire guns without hearing protection. She said, I see worse tests from them wow. than, than wow. anybody else, which was sort of crazy, you know, and I'm thinking to myself, well, I stand about three feet from a drum set pretty regularly. So, yeah, I got, you know, it's we like, all have what's them right the behind difference? Us. That's yeah, not, what's the difference between sitting behind them or standing in front of them? It's just as loud. I thought you were just, just making a, of your ear, maybe. I, it could be a drummer joke. I thought like, I, like, I, I thought, she, I thought that's where she was going smart enough to come in and get a hearing test. <laughs> hey, <laughs> which also, no, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, which also could be, that could be where she was going, but it, it was a great, it was a great experience to just, get a hearing test and sort of verify that over the last now I've been, you know, we haven't gotten into this yet. I'm happy to, if you'd like to, I switched over to ear monitors probably I do around want to hear about that. like 1998, 99. And mm -hmm. it has been, so it's coming up on, what is that? 20 years. That's like pre-internet. That's a long time. <laughs> um, so, so anyway, we talked about these plugs with the filters, like that would like the West tones are great. Yeah. Um, Back then, I went on this quest. Um, we hadn't, as a band that I was playing in, purchased our own PA yet. We were still hiring these sound companies and things. We made this realization that if we're hiring sound companies to do front of house, could we buy our own little system and put together like a monitor rig? So the idea was like, I want to just, so that to boil it down to its simplest components, I've evolved this system a number of times over the years. 
recently switching it to digital, which is even better because now I can recall you are shows a digital from, boy. from specific venues. But back then what I did, if you wanted to do it simplistically, is I, I searched on eBay and found a split snake. So anybody that does live sound, you've used a snake before, you plug everything into it and it runs out to the front of house console and that sort of thing. So they sell them just passive split snakes where mine's a rack mount box that's 16 channels. So you plug all the, all the instruments on stage that would get mic'd, instruments, vocals, everything that would get mic'd and go to the PA goes into the split snake and the split snake has two tails on the back. One, you just hand to the sound guy and say, hey, here are all Here's our yours. channels, they're yeah. labeled, <clears throat> plug them into your snake. And then the other tail, goes into a rack where I have our own mixer, which is just a monitor mixer. So everybody had, you have to get a, a mixer that has enough auxiliary sends for mixes yeah. that you want to do. Yep. So we always have had four or five people in the bands that I've played in. So we would run that tail there. It would always be, you know, kick, snare, tom, 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 bass, acoustic guitar, electric guitar, vocal, 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 right? That's the whole, whole channel lineup. And on the old analog mixer, you'd sort of never really have to adjust the gain or the knobs or anything as they just stayed like they were. And then those auxiliary sends fed an individual transmitter. So every guy in the band, if you wanted your own unique mix, you had to have a transmitter. So I built this basic system, and that for me was like the huge unlock. Because now I could get a mix like I was sitting in my studio at home wearing a pair of headphones, and it was high fidelity it was vibrant it had kick and snare and if i wanted to just turn the snare down on a specific song or something i had that control right you're no longer at the mercy of anybody and you you know you can control you your could, own you mix. weren't constantly telling the sound guy more right more of this yeah. more of that everything Which, keeps like yeah going it's, up. it's like we used to have louder. a joke that during sound check when we used wedges that sound guy would say, what do you want in your monitors? And someone would say, I want everything louder than everything else because that's where you ended up. Like yeah. it's, and it's this war against your ears when you're using wedges that you keep pushing it. You know, if you're a singer, especially, oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't hear myself. I need more vocal, more vocal, more vocal. And you know what people don't realize is that what you're actually just doing is slamming your ears to the point to where you're, when you're getting more, you're actually getting less. It just keeps going and going and going. And then that's, that's when it's doing damage to your hearing. It's just yeah. going up and up and up. With the, the, the in-ear solution, the mix is so thick and so fat and so warm. Things that you could never, like, if, if you wanted your bass player's bass to be cranked up in your mix, you would never do that as a singer because that now it's starting to mask the frequencies of your vocal, right? right. You have to make those compromises. When you're doing an in-ear monitor and control your own mix, you can really make it sound like it's a studio mix. The beautiful thing about today's system, that, that basic layout that I just described there with the split mm -hmm. snake and the transmitters and things is the same. But what I've built for other bands and what I've built for the band that I play with now is we built the system around the Mackie, uh, I believe it's the DL1608, the little iPad. There's no faders on it. It's just all an iPad app that you dock or you can run it remotely. Um, a Behringer makes a nice digital mixer for that too. But because it's digital, we'll go early to a show, get a nice long sound check, get it all tweaked out, and save it. Then we go to different venues and with the nice thing about this mixer, now that we've added the front of house PA portion to it too, we can have a guy go out front with an iPad who's our, our engineer, mix the left-right mix for front of house. If you need him, your hands are busy, you could say, hey, turn this up in my monitor, and he can do it from out there, or you can walk back to the iPad and turn it up, or you can load it up on your iPhone, iOS device, and you can control your own mix from that. Mm. So we still have the same setup with the split snake and everybody's individual transmitter, 
but we've expanded it to be something where you can store it and save it from show to show to show. That's so cool. if you get in a certain venue that might be super boomy and you want, you know, you cut some low end out of some things, you just save it for that venue and you go back the next time recall. So like right we, there. we don't even sound check anymore. You just plug in and just kind of go, Oh, yep. It's everything's working. Right. You just make sure the cables are good. So you, do you recall when you, when you were telling me about that and you're like, yeah, right. This. Yeah. And I was like, that's awesome. I am not doing four hour shows singularly <laughs> with a snake it's like i set up i've got wedges i got a mic on my amp and i tap mine and go check check <laughs> that's yeah that's it, the extent it of does, my sound it, does show. Get, it gets more complicated like the shows that i go out and play are typically like we're there for four hours they're long right long shows or if it's us and another band a lot of times we'll provide the sound and then let the other band play on our stuff mm-hmm. um but i gave you a couple pointers that day yeah that there are like the way that I just described is my favorite way to do it. It's a very, it's which if you want to build your own system and you want to carry it around, you could carry a small version of that system in and just maybe not run everything through it. You could do something like that. But um, we use the sure um, PSM 200 um, systems, which are the sure PSM 200, 200, which I believe has been discontinued and they have just released the 300 it's kind of a middle of the road one. You could you could get them on eBay for used for about three hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Knew they were more like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Um, that sure makes some higher end systems, but when you get into the higher end systems, you get usually two things. You get a lot longer range, which you know the shows I'm playing, the transmitters are at most fifteen feet away from me. I mean, right. they're often. I'm right on top of them, literally. Right. Unless so, you have to go over to the ovation stand. Right, unless I have to go up to the Gracie stand. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're often right there. So I don't need range. I'm not, you know, Britney Spears doing a Vegas show. I right. Mean, Swinging look, on like a rope. Right, like yeah, I'm not right. doing that. And uh, often they also add the ability to have a number of simultaneous transmitters. Like you can add 30. Well, I only need four or five, so I don't need those higher-end systems. So there's, it's a, been a nice unit. But the PSM 200, the thing for someone like you that might be going into a venue where you got house sound and you have three minutes to set up if you're lucky, um, you know, those sorts of things. The nice thing about the PSM 200 is that on the front, it has two inputs. And on the back, there's the reverse of the XLR connector. And those are just direct wired loop throughs. So you could take, for instance, you sing and play guitar. You could plug your vocal into channel one, your guitar into channel two. There's a knob for each one, a little tiny two-channel mixer like set up. You can control it. And then you would, out of the back of that, that's where the sound man would plug in your vocal and your guitar in the straight loop through. So your volume wouldn't affect that at all. Then you could, in your ear, get your guitar and your vocal. Obviously, you couldn't get the rest of the mix because there's nothing feeding it. Right. Um, in our case, what we do is we run things to a mixer beforehand. I get the whole mix. I literally want everything. I want overheads. I want kick. I want snare. I want anything and everything. That's If it's going into the front of house mix, I want it in my ear. But there are guys in the band that I play with that get the lead vocal, a lot of their backing vocal. And then like our singer, he wants bass. He uses bass to cue his vocals off of. Yeah. You know, you get some bleed through other, <clears throat> other pieces, sure. yeah. but his is mostly bass and vocal. So you could get huh. any or, you know, as much or as little as you want. Man, oh man! I think we're gonna have to revisit this again at some point in uh, time. In some, some some other point time, <laughs> whatever they say in the some words other time today. Point. Yeah, that's like it's it's so much to think about, and it's uh, but it's solid. Um, it, it makes me want to run out and get one of those. But there's actually, I want to start a band again just so I can go out. And- <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. I, I, 
it's something I have to face. I, I, I can't continue to do the same thing I'm doing with shoddy hearing protection. I, I will end up losing. You know, I got to go in for it for for. You know what? Test. We should we should what? all go get a test together and then compare our results. Ooh, that's a good I will idea. fail. I love. That. I will fail. What? Because I I have been crappy about ear protection the yeah. entire musical career. You know, I got a test. And I was expecting that I had some like you know, you know stat you know like sounds in my ears, et cetera. And I was like, oh man, I've done it. And I went in and got a test, and they were like, your hearing is perfect. I was like, what? <laughs> so I'm just this mental. After awesome. ten years of like you know you know con- yep. of you know what's the, what's the dumbest thing I've ever put in my ear? You know because we we used to re- rehearse in this like metal <laughs> you know storage unit. You know yeah. you'd have to go in. Oh and, my like, god! Oh, yeah. Your, furniture in yeah and it was so loud and every once in a while i'd forget and one time i put gum in my ear and that was not that was dumb <laughs> that was the dumbest thing i ever did okay. I put gum in my ear. it's like i can't take this tonight wow. and then it like, got hot and it melted and i couldn't get it out of my ear <laughs> idiocy right it's kind of like but waxing your ear with gum it was dumber <laughs> it was dumber than that it was just you know, or have you guys ever done the like napkins at the gig? You're like, oh, oh sure. shit, you dip it in water and put, you know, to yeah. make it expand a little bit. You know, whatever you got to do. We had to do that at the at the restaurant the yeah. other the other day. The fire, uh, the fire alarm went off, and it was it was br- it was just brutal, and we were instantly just shoving napkins in our yeah. ears. But after it helped. after all that, I was like, you know, I was like, sweet, I don't have to wear anything. You know, yeah. like, like it, I started thinking that way. I was like, oh. 10 years, 12 years, and, and I have, my hearing is perfect. But I got to think, like, how long, but there's a point, yeah. right, where you yeah. get, where, so you do yeah. have to pay attention. So I think you're really on onto yeah. something here. Yeah. Well, stoked. I, again, I know that we're going to broach this topic in, again in the future. Um, so let's get on to our top four real quick. Um, speaking of what we were talking about earlier, so our top four today is combo or head cab. Mm. Mm. Preferences. Okay, Jay. I'm going to start because he, here's the answer. It depends. Uh, ah! So I, I don't think I can have one or the other. Um, what I Because anytime it's an outdoor gig, it's got to be... I've tried... I've tried both. Like it doesn't have to be a like a flipping Marshall stack or anything. No, but you need you, like a little combo, like a three hundred or even a three hundred watt combo that I used to have that the Mesa Boogie walkabout never seemed to be enough for like outdoor gigs. Mm-hmm. It was something yeah. something was th- like you need to push air. It needed to be like a big gigantic rig, and I what I used to do is you know I'd have the Carver. I'd power two cabinets and like that always kind of needed to be a necessity for like an outdoor gig Mm -hmm. or a a really big room. But when I don't need it, I definitely don't want to carry all that crap around. So, so I kind of want both modular, maybe. Uh, Yeah. You know, like if you had two of the, two of Jeff's cabinets and a, and a head. Right. Right. Which is what, that's what he does, right? He's got a 500 watt, the 500 yeah, wide that's head what he and pushes the two, 250 massive amp little tiny box yeah and man that thing was 
Mark Bass used to have those little. I was always suspect of them. The little five hundred. Yeah. It was like a. Tw- the thing was like, like as big as this computer. You know, They're it was super like teensy, light too. and yeah, but it didn't sound that good. It didn't sound yeah. like. It was loud, but but anyway, so I, you know, I I want both modular. So what you're saying is modular. So a head uh, and vase, head head in the cabinet. Yeah, but but oh, head multiple cabinets. Yeah, there's for me. It's like eh, there's no easy. There's no. It's like you just got to have a bunch of crap. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Why? <laughs> no one's gonna argue with that except our wives. Uh, Aaron, what you got? I want you to go. Why? Okay, you fine. You always go last. So I've, I've, I went from gotta have a head in a cabinet to because when you when you're starting out and you're playing, you know, you want to emulate your heroes and all that business, right? And we've touched on where I started earlier on. I started, um, and I had a this giant <laughs> four twelve carbon cabinet. Um, powered, <laughs> powered by a little, <laughs> oh god, PV sixty with a with a rack mount tubular chan, uh, rack Chan-Lo mount Chandler tube driver. <laughs> it was a. I mean, anybody worth their salt must have looked at me <laughs> like, what the hell is this guy doing? But you know, I didn't know any better, and that's what I had. <clears throat> Um, and you know, then progressed into like even more at a you know a Randall half stack at one point in time early on. Since then, I went in way back into combo land, and up into the point you know we mentioned before, I was like I'm, I've got a Vox AC15 right now. However, um, from our recent podcast uh, where we interviewed Dave Harris, um, a boutique amp builder here in town. Um, I am, I'm, he's going to build me a new head and Jeff's going to, Jeff and I are going to build a new cabinet. Nice. And so, yeah, I, 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 precious. I and in, here's the weird thing. An actual deciding factor here is when I, when I'm laying a tube amp down in my trunk, I'm just like, this isn't right. <laughs> How is this a good idea? Right. But there's no other way to transport it. So I figured, you know what, if I get... Well, even you know, moving a tube amp anywhere scares right. me. Right, yeah. Because you think, right. I could bust something and it's $400. To 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 right, the yeah. whole thing. So, you know, having his uh, being point-to-point wired and everything, I was like, okay, this is easily portable, it's easily fixable, and damn, it sounds good, mm-hmm. right? Do that with, you know, the, uh, the speaker of choice that I want. I might, I might even do a little full-range kind of thing because I do the, the other stuff with, with cash stuff and so being able to plug in and get a little bit more sound it'd be awesome if I could like flick a switch and just just have the 12 or make it full range I'm sure Jeff can work that out so I'm now swinging back over to head cab interesting mm-hmm. mm-hmm oh yes yeah hit me uh you know I, I'm kind of opposite of you it's like i've ultimately landed on you are you're standing on the other side of the table from me get to the point oh, God. <laughs> just give me a combo i mean if i'm playing guitar you know it's it's easy i mean combos get 
loud enough and just throw their signal everywhere. Sure. So that's fine by me. I'm just old and lazy. I don't want to do that stuff anymore. I mean, it really, it is one of the, the factors of being in a band that I just got so tired of was just moving equipment. You know, it's, you know, day of show, oh, got to get to the practice space, got to load everything up, got to go to the gig, got to set it up, got to play the gig. That's magic, bro. And then, then after That's the gig, the when you just want to go drink and mingle, you know, got to tear back down, load up. And but then, you have to do that regardless of if you have a combo or a head and a cap. It's one extra piece. Well, <laughs> yeah, but usually, at least me, I always think that the, the cabinets are going to be big. Mm-hmm. I'm all, I don't know. Maybe that's like my bass playing days. I always had bigger cabinets. So. Oh, that's right. I forget you're talking about bass. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I'm I, now I'm talking about guitar. Yeah. But <clears throat> what you need is is like a custom with a K, a custom tuck and roll, um, eight amp or uh, an eight ten inch speaker or tower s- or a set of roadies <laughs> that would just do all the work for me. Right, or I DI box play. or DI box. Yeah. Anymore. I mean, right? That's all you need. Yeah. But, uh, cool. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to fight you. I just want to press. I want to press. I want to make you be resolute in your actions. I'm resolute. (laughs) Ryan, wait. Wait, let me guess. Let me guess. Thumb drive. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah i was gonna say we and we've talked about my rig it's it's neither um i have like most of you have done the whole thing back and forth i think the first i was trying to remember the first amp i ever bought after your chandler tube driver story and i remember the first amp i ever bought was in the late maybe it was probably 1990 1990 and it was a Gray carpet covered Fender M80 single 12 combo amp that you could tell when it was on the the little red knobs one. Yeah, the red knobs one. Oh, yeah, I had one of those. You could tell when it was on the distortion channel because it went. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, that's, you didn't even have that. That was a super chorus series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was, that was the first amp. And then shortly after that, I got into like, the GSP 21 from Digitech and I was playing it with a combo and then I bought a Marshall valve state head and two four twelves that were snakeskin covered. So I've been down there oh, yeah. carrying around two four twelve cabs That's and, awesome. and all that kind of Ugh. stuff. Wait, was it white snakeskin? Was it natural snakeskin or was it purple snakeskin? It was white. Oh. Yeah. It was boa. That's technically. Okay. You know, faux boa. <laughs> faux boa. Uh, so yeah, I'd even covered the Marshall head in the same stuff so that matched, you know, the whole thing. Good, good for you. Um, but you know, once I got into the modeling amps and started going, you know, with the line six stuff, and then we talked about my fractal, my axe effects that yeah. I play, um, you know, I just take a DI out of it. So I, I play full range. I have the fractal and I use just, I essentially go sort of component. Like it's a, it's a little different, more like head combo. Um, or head cab, but I'll do the fractal that goes into a matrix 800 watt power amp. I don't need an 800 watt power amp because I don't even turn it on. Um, it's there and I play a single 12 full range matrix speaker that I put on top of the rack. The only reason I carry a speaker live because per our conversation today about hearing protection, I have custom molded JH audio, you know, eight driver per ear earbuds in my ear. I couldn't hear it if it was cranked all the way up out there. So all I'm doing is cleaning up our mix. So it's one of the things we actually didn't touch on today, but when you do go with like this hearing protection, 
it, the only sound, if you were standing on stage with me, you would hear our drummer playing acoustic drums and you would hear what's coming out of our mouths for vocals, but there's no bass, there's no guitar. It's why, why turn it up? It's going through, it's going through our ear. And that sound guys love it because now they're not fighting your right. stage volume. They can, right. you know, right. you're way more in the mix now because yeah. you're not fighting them with it. The only time I turn it up live is if I need to get something to feedback. I'll go back and crank the amp up a little bit just to get it to, you know, that natural yeah. feedback. So yeah, that's kind of yeah, my... Yeah, that'll be helpful at, when we play the skull down in uh, Athens. Oh, I've played this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if they have outlets there. <laughs> the last time I played a show at the Smiling Skull, they had two liter like Coke bottles that they had sawed the half off of yeah. and hung them upside down to catch the water that was leaking out oh, of the ceiling. Yeah. That's a special place. And then they would take the top off to drain the, the buckets. <laughs> and they would use them double for skeeto catchers in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, dang it, that was a good time. Um, Let's do this again. Yeah, we should do one, one like, we should do some more of these. What? I mean, that's the plan, but I'm just, you know. More podcasts? Yeah. Oh. You want to? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please join us on Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar knobs to share your cool guitar stuff and thoughts on our episodes. We're on Twitter.com forward slash guitar underscore knobs and also on Instagram at guitar knobs. If you'd like to buy one of our guitar knob t-shirts, come visit us at our website, guitarknobs.podbean.com.